Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and no celebrity has endorsed any aspect of this show. Welcome out to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Uh, I'm Nick Nitro, and with me is my host of the most... No, no, we have Kevin with us tonight. We have Kevin. He's filling in for John. He's a, a trooper, literally last minute, coming coming in for John. So very excited. Um, for those who don't know, Kevin has been on the show before. You have to dig way back in the archives and look at, I think it's episode 13. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah Lucky Kev- 13. Yeah, lucky. Th- now, Kevin, do you even remember the name of the episode? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the name, but I remember it had something to do with a Ninja Turtle comic book. Indeed, it did, sir. Um, it's mm-hmm. co- now for something completely different because we, we usually don't really talk. Well, I would try to talk about turtles, but it would never really fly. So it. <sighs> Speaking of which, to to like a little tie back in, what do you think of the property being sold? Uh, concern. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, maybe they'll do something good with it. I, I hope. I don't, I don't know. I was more upset. Like, I actually felt like I got my heart ripped out by, by Peter Laird. Not intentionally, but you know what I mean? Like, there was no real signs that, I mean, he, let me rephrase it. There's been no real signs that he was openly trying to sell it still. Or, like, he publicly even said, hey, I'm thinking about selling it. It's for real. Just a heads up. It, like, literally, I woke up one day, came in to work, and I was like, hey, do you hear Turtles got sold for $80 million? And I'm like, what? To who? Nickelodeon. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. So it, it was very just shocking for me, but I digress. I don't know. Well, quick question. Does that mean that he's not doing his, the comic book anymore? Because I know he, was, he sold a couple issues online. Uh, just on Mirage, and so you know, and that was the only way you could get them. Does that mean the story's over? The story, uh, he's he's publicly pretty much said he's probably not going to do the story, continue the story for another few years. But apparently, part of his contract is he can do volume, he can finish volume four and do up to eighteen issues a year with the Mirage universe, which which is wonderful. Except for they're they're discontinuing tales of the TMNT. They're just stopping that period, wow. and so TMNT volume four is the only thing we got left, and it's pretty much DOA. Until he decides to wake up one day and go, hey, I want to work on Turtles again. That ain't going to happen. He seems to be pretty burnt out on it. And I, I mean, I understand his logic. It's just, dude, give it to someone else that you trust and don't want to look over their shoulder with, but I don't digress. Well, he did that with Tails, but I think that, you know, the other book was his baby, and uh, I guess maybe, you know, I guess maybe it's either him or no one doing that. Right, well, I mean, it's really the overall property. That was his excuse for the overall property, which was, you know, I'm always heavily involved with everything the Turtles do, and if I give it to somebody else, I want to know what they're doing, like, you know, and yada, yada, yada. I want to have input, even though I don't want to deal with it anymore, and it's just like, I guess I understand, but 
I don't know. It's not like before, because we talked about that last time. The Turtle books don't always sell great, but at the end of the day, Peter Laird makes a point to still publish them in some form. Now, if they don't do well, they're they're dead. They're buried in, in, the, in the Nickelodeon yeah. Paramount vault. Which... That ter- yeah, it's, it's, there's not that love behind it. It's all it's all business now. Yeah, exactly, and that that terrifies me. And I don't know. And also, Paramount and properties to me, like they they tried to destroy Bone by Jeff Smith. So yeah, I'm not I'm, not, I'm a little nervous about that. But uh, let me see. Well, Kevin, last time we talked to you, you were still doing Detective Fork, and I know you're not doing yeah. it now. He's back in the silverware drawer right now. He's back in the silverware <laughs> for a while. <laughs> well, what are you doing now? Are you still doing your Lego comic? Yeah, that's uh, that's actually in its. Uh, we passed the second year with it now. It's uh, it's called Space the Comic. It's spacethecomic.com. dot uh, com. It's a, an ongoing adventure starring all of the Lego's uh, classic space sets. Uh, throughout many years, and it's uh, you know it's my own version of uh, a story because you know Lego really doesn't give a story to their uh, you know to their sets or at least you didn't used to so that, that's you know that's how it started out and then it just kind of evolved into its own thing with my own characters and stories and it's a lot of fun. Well, that's cool. Uh, and you, the only thing is, you really can't do books or anything, or can you? Or how does that work? Yeah, it's I I I've, I've thought about it and I've. I've you know, I've talked to a few different people about it. It's it's sort of a legal gray area. Uh, you know, I, I've thought about uh, doing books, but you know, obviously not calling it Lego, making it clear it's not an official thing. But it's still, you know, there are figures and sets, so it, it's 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 a it's a complicated issue, and I'm not sure how to deal with it. You know, that, but I, I do I put so much into it that it's you know it's it's kind of a bummer not to be able to uh oh yeah and sell some books or something so i, I don't know it, it, it bears more investigation right now though i'm just having fun telling the story and uh you know it, it's not a huge reader base but it, it's pretty decent and it's uh and they're pretty you know some of them are pretty passionate about it so you know it's fulfilling in that way well, well to be fair i mean detective fork had a pretty good fan base too i mean you build not, not as nowhere near nowhere near as big as what this has actually really <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was a very vocal. There, there was there was a good handful. There was a strong handful of Detective Fork, but you know this this uh, it gets a little more attention, I think, just because of, of the Lego. So it was almost like a deal with the devil, you know. It's like oh. this will get the people in the door, but then you know down the line it might cause some issues. Well, I mean, look at it this way: once you build your your uh, Lego army, as you might Lego army fans. Up to a certain extent, you can then uh, bring back the. T- I don't know. I've, I'm a huge advocate for Detective Fork. I I really dug that stuff. So I mean, not that I don't dig the later I pre- stuff. But... I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and you're not the only one who who goes. What's Detective Fork coming about? It's it's something. I think it's you know. I think it's pretty original and you know or different and fantastic. Uh, yes, and it I, is. I do want to get back to it. It's just it takes me so long to actually draw. And that's part of why I started the Lego comic because I could just shoot the photos, you know. Oh <laughs> yeah, you just build it's a lot it. quicker, and it's a, and it's a fun medium as well. Yeah, you're technically doing like your own stop motion animation, really, but you're just doing it in storyboard form, which is yeah. yeah, that's it's it's pretty good. It's spacedcomic.com or space dash comic. No, it's just spacedcomic.com. All right. Um, <laughs> it's almost like it's almost a little, uh, you know, <laughs> it's the comic. You know? The comic. Well, uh, some people do that though. Like it makes it easier if you break it down like that. Because if not, 
there might be the website for uh, uh, spaced uh, the TV show or something like that. You know, that mm-hmm. you don't want to get mixed up on, which might be good for you as well. But you know, or they'll go to your website saying, "Hey, it's this comic," but no, no, it's cooler than spaced. Which <laughs> have you have you seen space? It's actually it's, it's a comic all about the space key function on a keyboard. You know, it's very it's very very enthralling. <coughs> Death. Sorry. Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... I don't know what it is. I've been coughing and hacking all day. But, uh... But, no. Uh, well, one of the things I sort of talked to Kevin about, and, and me and John will probably talk about this a little bit more next week, but I thought maybe we get the ball rolling now and get uh, everyone out there's opinions or get it, get it sort of bubbling the thought idea out there because for the life of me, being a huge movie geek, man, I cannot think of one. For the life of me, and if uh, if you if one pops to you guys out there listening right now, uh, leave a voicemail six one four three six four four zero eight eight. We'll play it live on the air. But a fan wrote in and said, you know, I'm really interested. I just saw this air day. I'm listening to the radio, and and boom, I hear a one hit wonder, and I start thinking cinematically, what where what kind of movie has been a one hit wonder kind of thing? And for the life of me, I I can't think of anything. Honestly. I've been thinking about it for like the last two hours since you mentioned it, and, and nothing has sprung to mind. I know, like that, that's a that's a good question. Like I, I for the life of me, I'm a huge movie nerd. I'm like, like, because it has to be a hit. But like, how far do you mean one hit wonder? Do you mean like the people who produced it? Like, is it supposed to be a franchise that it, you know they were expecting a huge line of sequels, but like it made money enough, but it just didn't. Because, I mean, I could maybe name one film like that, but... So, is part of now is part of the criteria here that there were no sequels at all, or is it that, you know, one film was a hit and then they made a sequel and it completely bombed? I mean, you're saying just there was no follow-up at all. Well, that's the thing. There's no real clear set guidelines for it. So, a part of me wants to think that um, either it was plan- it, like you know because sometimes they'll announce a deal like uh, like Lord of the Rings they announce that it's going to be a trilogy or something like that so the if, and there it's all hedging if the first film does well and it makes it does okay it makes its money back but they don't make any sequels I would maybe consider that a one hit wonder because it wasn't I, I see I don't know because it, it wasn't really a hit it barely made its money back and a lot of people hate the movie. But then, you know, aren't a lot of one-hit wonder songs that people hate now? I. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think sometimes they're songs you pretend you hate but really love deep down. Like Ice Ice Baby. Oh, everybody hates that. Oh, come on. I think most people are bopping along to it. Oh, everyone loves kinda... that song. Because <laughs> in the moment you they step into a bar or a club and that song comes on, everyone goes fucking apeshit. Mm-hmm. At least, at I least... think it's come around again. I think it was uncool for a while, and now it's like retro cool. Maybe that's that what be it wrong, is, because the '80s or '90s are are, are hip. It's it's where we be, yo. Um, like mm-hmm. MC Hammer, uh, can't touch this. Fantastic song, at least I think so. Granted, I'm not saying I want to play it every day, but yeah, it, it, I think you know you have to admit, like I think we you know after when, when people get like so into something in mass. And then, you know, after a little time, you probably go, you know, it's almost like everybody rejects it, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, why did I like this? He's wearing this stupid pants dancing around. But it, at the core of it, there was a reason it was popular. It, it, it was a great song. Oh, you know, yeah. Totally. Not, it's not Mozart, but it's, uh, but it's a lot of fun. 
He just compared that to Mozart. That was that's that's pretty good. I mean, I get your point, but like, well, wow, it's, Mozart? It's, kind of, it's kind of a bridge. You can go from like MC Hammer to Falco, Rock Me on the Day. It's the Mozart. See? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll follow that. I'll follow that bridge. I'll follow that line of thought. But like, well, okay. In terms of of sequels, that like a film that was a huge hit, but oh, you know what? I will sort of follow this up because honestly, I don't think that the guy had has had a successful film since. I mean, that made its money back. Uh, Luke Besson. What the, was that? Luke Besson. But he okay. had the, he did the Fifth Element. Oh yeah. He wrote and directed the Fifth Element, and I see he did the Professional. But I don't remember. I thought that film bombed. For the life of me, like it did really well once it made like HBO or something, but uh, right. the uh, you know what? God bless Wikipedia because <laughs> you can check and see what that what like the the budget was, and oh, never mind. I, that, that doesn't count. The film made forty five million, but the film was shot for sixty million, so that's a definite hit. And that was before the Fifth Element, so never mind. I take that back. Well, I, let me just say, I think I think one point to consider here is some movies are big hits, but they don't really lend themselves to sequels. So I, I think you you know you want to look at a movie that uh, you know everybody's saying when's the next one coming out because you know you know and, and they almost demand it. Like okay, Titanic was a huge hit, but I don't think many people were expecting Titanic too. That's true. Well, the thing is, the only reason why I thought of Fifth Element is because they were they did have a sequel planned called uh, Mr. Shadow, and mm-hmm. it was for years in development hell, and then it just it never did anything. And I remember he's tried to do other movies, and they never really they never weren't really huge hits yeah. after that. So I was like, well, that's a fantastic idea. But again, it gets into the question of how far is the criteria for the one-hit wonder in film? Like, do sequel, and as a sequel, I guess that would be considered a one-hit wonder. But I, I don't know. I, that's it's just really hard. Like, Godzilla would be maybe another one. I guess if you're going to follow that same route, where the film definitely made. Oh, you're not talking about the American Godzilla. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, American Godzilla. Sorry, I should clarify but, that. But you know, they are. Uh, it was announced. I think in the last week or so that there, you know, there is going to be another Hollywood Godzilla movie. I know. I'm very. Ex- I you know when I You're first excited? heard it. Okay, I'm cautious. <laughs> well, when I first heard it, I was very excited because it's Legendary Pictures who did The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, and okay. so I got really excited and I thought because I had such a shitty day, I was like, you know what? God is starting to say that hey, I still like you, but then I realized that when the movie comes out, it could be him going, ha ha, fool you, I hate you still. So, I, I don't know, but that's my way of trying to be positive about it. Like, hey, it's Legendary Pictures, I think it'll be good. And Warner Brothers, I gotta give them credit, even though they're still very corporate. The last few movies they've done have not, they've been not as popular, but they've, they've been very truthful to the artist's vision, like Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, I'm sure at some point the executives were like, listen... Uh, this is too much like the novel, or something else needs to be changed. And while that might have been true, Zack Snyder said, no, we're going to do it this way. I want to blah, 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 blah. And they said, okay, you know what? You're right. Let's stick with it. And they did. And for whatever the, uh, you think the outcome of Watchmen is, but you know what I mean? Like I, They've been doing that a lot recently, I've been hearing. Same thing with uh, Nolan. Uh, well, granted, he also made Batman Begins, but uh, Christopher Nolan. They've been giving yep. him a little bit more freedom and everything so i don't know i i hope it's 
I hope it's good. Nolan's supposedly uh, guiding a, a Superman reboot too, right? Well, he <laughs> as a producer. There was a big brouhaha that he was uh, writing, producing, and directing the film. But um, he openly said, no, he's not directing it. He's trying to get his brother to direct it, though. Like, he's trying to use his leverage with Warner Brothers to let his brother direct it, and he's helping write the script and producing it. So he's hoping... Uh, I just hope it's not a dark Superman. I don't think that, that would be fitting. Well, Warner Brothers is pushing for that. And I, they just they want everything dark. Dark Spider-Man. You know, because Batman was successful, everything's got to follow this pattern. Oh, you know, and I just, I just think I want, I want, yeah. That's the thing. I like, I love Nolan's Batman movies, but I really miss the comic book aspect. I, I don't want Batman and Robin comic books, but you know, I miss, like, I miss. I thought Tim Burton had a good balance, you know, and you know, I, I, I kind of miss it. I, you know, there's certain villains that you're probably not going to see to the full potential that they can have because we have to be too, you know, stringent to have some kind of realism. Yeah, well, I don't know, like, I, I, well, see, that's how I feel about James Bond. Like, for me, Batman could, it could, I don't know, Batman's always been a super dark character. I guess to me, when I was, I, I don't know, that's, basically I grew up watching Bruce Tim co- cartoons too much, um, and by the time I started... Oh, really, that was the perfect Batman. That Bruce, the Bruce, the Batman, the animated series, oh, I thought yeah. that was, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's ever been any better. I thought he got, he got, he nailed it, I thought. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and... I don't know, maybe it's because I read it, which it was dark, like, I think Batman Begins was the perfect, not Batman Begins, but Batman Returns, I think was the perfect balance of where Tim Burns should have did, but if you watch the first film, you're really only watching because of the villains at that point. I, I don't know, like, the other, well, at least Dark Knight made it feel a little bit more like everybody's movie, not just Joker's movie, which, even though it really was, I, it made me, I don't know, it made me feel like it was everybody's movie. Well, a lot of, like, even the Joel Schumacher films, like, here's the thing I don't get. I remember very clearly that in the summer of 97 or 96 when Batman Forever came out, everybody and their grandmother loved that fucking movie. Everybody. It had been weathered the years as well, I think. Yeah, it was. It was, it was well regarded at the time. All right. And then next, you know, two years later, they released Batman and Robin. Everybody hates it. And the thing is, he did everything the fucking same except for... Some of the dialogue was a little bit worse, which granted that yeah, can really well, you know, I, ruin a movie. To be fair, I think uh, well, I think Batman Return, like yeah, Batman Forever. I think that was part of like uh, Jim Carrey mania too, because I Tommy Lee. I thought they wasted Two Face. In the time, I said they wasted Two Face. So at least that's been you know that's been made up for now. But you know, yeah, it, yeah, it was at the time it was fine. Yeah, it was. It's well. My my theory is this: is like an entertaining film doesn't have to be an amazing, like or a good. Let me rephrase that because I have a difference between what you could call a film and a movie. You know what I mean? Like a, there's something called a good movie and a good film. I think a good movie, like well, even though I didn't like it, like Avatar would be considered a good movie, but not a good film. Yeah, maybe. I I, I don't I don't know. Like I I'm, I thought the story to Avatar was horrible and. It's more spectacle than it is. It's like a popcorn movie. Uh, you know, Good Will yeah. Hunting to me would be like more of a good film. I mean, even if you don't like it, it's it's supposed to be sort of artsy fartsy kind of story's important kind of thing. Acting's important. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like I just really, hmm, I sort of forgot what I was talking about. Oh, Batman. I want to be a Batman film, like the passion of the Batman. The passion? <laughs> I, I, I actually... Batman. 
I, I, think, I think the Dark Knight actually was that's probably as close as you're going to get to like a Batman film. I mean, you know, there was some there were some heady scenes in that that you know it was nice to see. There it was. It, you know, it's the first time I actually thought someone actually nailed Joker other than Mark Hamill. Hmm. Which well, I like Jack, Jack Nicholson, you know, was, I thought entered pretty good. He he was he was good, but I don't know. Uh, I ever since uh, was it the Batman Beyond movie with where uh, Joker Return of the Joker, he yeah. really creeped me out in that movie. Like his performance, I I mm-hmm. there's a few lines he delivers, uh, especially in the flashback when you find out what happened to Joker and Batman and everybody. It just some of that's the not du- funny. Yeah, yeah, that's not funny. But like the whole thing where he talks about like I like any child on Christmas morning, I I peeked into my presence and you know what I found? Oh, that the Batman is just some spoiled rich kid who lost mommy and daddy. That's not funny. Well, hell, I'll laugh anyway. And it's just that horrible cackle and Bruce gets pissed, <laughs> goes after. I mean, it was just that was just wicked. And of course, he uses it against him at the end of the movie, which made it even a little bit more poetic. I, I, I don't know. I was just... It was fantastic. I, I enjoyed it, but... Uh, I, you know, maybe I need to go back and watch Jack Nicholson again. Maybe I, I'm not giving enough props to the man. You know what I mean? I, 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 well, I, do, I do agree. I think Mark Hamill is, you know, is, was my favorite Joker. Jack Nicholson, you know, it's, it's kind of it's like watching Jack Nicholson, too. You know, it's, it's entertaining, and it, I think it fit that movie. That's... Well... Jack, like, what what can't Jack Nicholson do? Well, well, now he probably can't do a lot. But I mean, the the dude the dude is a consummate actor. As a matter of fact, I didn't see him at the Academy Awards in the front row, smiling pretty at everybody on the stage. Didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, he skipped this last year, I think. What's that? Didn't he? I think he skipped this last I year. I thought he skipped this last year. Yeah, but see that that that's the that's the hint of the upcoming uh, celebrity apocalypse. That Jack Nicholson did not go to the Academy. I mean, they're already dropping like flies. Yeah. I hate. To, oh well. I mean, like poor, like Brittany Murphy, like that came out of nowhere, and some other oh, Michael yeah, Jackson. That, Ugh. that was depressing. It's a bad year for uh, for for your you know your pop culture icon. I know John Hughes died. John Hughes. I mean, I I, I hadn't done anything in a while, but still, he wasn't that old and. I mean, what an impressive, uh, you know, resume. He did. Well, you know, he was still writing up until the day he died. Just little movie oh, ideas. Was yeah. Apparently, uh, Hollywood has been pestering his family to take some of those ideas. And he's apparently written, like, three scripts that, while he was away from Hollywood, that they want to. Matter of fact, remember the movie Drillbit Taylor? Horrible movie, but apparently that's one Heard of his. Of it. Yeah, it's one of his old, old movie scripts that was floating around. And he still got credit for it, but even though it was like rewritten a few thousand times or whatever, but um, he has a lot of scripts out there still, and a lot of other ideas that are in Hollywood somewhere or that haven't been produced after he retired from Hollywood. So we still might see some John Hughes movies come out in the next few years, which would be weird. They wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't have his directorial. Vision. Well, yeah. Let me. Yeah, they would. But it would be his writing voice, which. I mean, I don't know if he would still be hip to the groove of teens anymore. I mean, I'm not a teen anymore. You know, I write a comic about teenagers, and I don't 100% always feel confident that I'm getting the the vibe of it right. But uh, I don't know. He. I, I, I know what you mean. I, I, I've been like, I, even at when I when I was in my early 
twenties or mid twenties. I was I was still I was like working at the record store, so I felt like I still had some contact with that culture. But now I'm like in the corporate world and uh, by day, and, and and I I see teenagers out and I'm like, that's how they dress. Oh, oh, by the way, are, do you have a full-time, uh, not to get a little too personal, but do you have a full-time newspaper gig now? Is that what you're doing? or? Oh, no. no I, I got at it. It's funny. I'm still connected to the newspaper business, but I'm on the other side of it. I actually uh, I do public relations, which, you, you know, you're dealing with newspapers. Uh, but I don't I don't write for a newspaper anymore. It was uh, I, I loved it, but it was just... The field was getting too difficult to stay in. No, I, I understand. Well, do you still like write, write like your own stuff in your own spare time, like books or anything, or is it just goes into the comic? Uh, you know, I, 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 I write I write short stories. It's, I find that the comic takes up a lot of time. I'm trying to find a way to balance that out better because you, know, you get like like just like you were talking about, like not that I'm preparing myself, but John, even when he wasn't working, he still had to write. You know, I'm always feeling. You know, I still feel that there's I have to I have to I have to write put prose on paper. The comic doesn't always. Fill that, but it, you know. Well, no, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I'm the same way. Matter of fact, the the comic I'm doing now only came about because uh, I got robbed. Do you have anything else you want to talk well, about? We, well, we didn't we, we didn't, didn't really. Uh, we kind of dropped the uh, main topic here. With, uh, oh, this, this <laughs> how about one hit wonder movies? Well, you, you know, at this point, it was more just to get get the ball out there to say, hey, um, if you can if you can think of one, or maybe if you have ideas for the ground rules. Shoot us an email, goodbaggeeky at gmail.com, or leave us a, a voicemail at 614-364-4088, or Twitter uh, us at goodbaggeeky, uh, or John at John Bettine, B-E-T-T-I-N, or me, DJ Nick Nitro. Um, we have so many ways to contact us, it's quite pathetic. It's amazing. Um, like every day, every 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 week, it's a new way to forget how they can contact us. It's It's embarrassing. Um, oh, examiner.com, if you see the article, <laughs> Jesus, post comments, the Facebook fan page. Oh, it's amazing. We have so many options these days, but, you know, I, I feel like it's, I, as soon as I, you know, get used to, like, Facebook, because I've kind of been, avoid, I mean, I had an account, but I had to go on for months, and I finally did, and I'm like, as soon as I get used to it, there's going to be something else that's going to replace, and everybody's going to jump ship and go to that, because that's what happened with MySpace, and... God knows what else before. Well, honestly, and this is the God's honest truth, you know what I think the downfall of MySpace was? Was the... I mean, don't get me wrong, for a lot of people who don't have websites and everything, it, you were allowed to personalize it, but all of the white trash... I, I hate to say it because I sound like a, a prick, but all the white trash people start, and, or whatever, the thugs start getting on there and decorating their websites and thugging on your website... And it was just unbelievable. Like every website you went to, there was fucking glitter popping up saying, yeah, I- I'm a hoe or something like that. It's like, Jesus Christ. I felt like everyone had a velvet Elvis, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. I-, I-, I totally agree with you. You are 100% correct. It- like every page you go to, Velvet Elvis there. It's just Jesus. I- w- at what point do during we Oh yeah, oh, it's like Tinkerbell, um, glowing like she's glowing, flapping her wings and shit, waving her magic wand around, and 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 it's like waving around like I'm the best mother. And then underneath it, it says, uh, you know, uh, booty call, and you're just like, what the? F- Do you see what you're posting on your website? Just throwing it out there, maybe no. Yeah. 
These days, I think MySpace is a great place if you're a band. You can talk to other bands. You can be friends with them. <laughs> That's true. Like every, every once in a while, I do log in just to see what's going down with my page, and obviously nothing except for, of course, bands. But like, really, who who else is on there besides bands on with other bands? Your your toy. I think Tom has even given up on MySpace. I haven't gotten a message from Tom in ages. So. Well, Tom's officially he's like the spokesman for MySpace. But apparently he has nothing to do with MySpace anymore. Like he's like, uh, I watched Meet Joe Black the other night, and they were talking about that. It's like the parachute clause in normal corporations mm-hmm. where the owner or founder um, at one point either he sells the company and becomes the spokesman, and he gets a lot of money for it. But pretty much he he can sit in on things, but he has no control over anything. So when he probably got his money, he was like, "Fuck that, goodbye," and got the hell out of Dodge. I, I, I'm assuming he's got, he's got, got his money, money, I think, and uh, you know he's that. Yeah, no, he well, and well, and that's the thing about Facebook is that you really can't personalize it 100 percent yet. At least I don't think so. And Twitter, you can only just do your background. And I, I don't know. Like I think Twitter's a not. I don't know. I think Twitter's okay. I think Twitter is Facebook light. Yeah. And people don't. Well, really you also have to be able to, able to uh, think about multiple platforms. These yeah. The, the, the heyday of MySpace, not so much, you know. But now, I mean, you know, people are being, you know, looking on their iPhones or, or they're not iPhones. And, you know, there's just there's just so many, you know. If, if your page is, you know, I'm thinking that if the design's too out there, I mean, you know, no one's gonna be able to. Not everyone's gonna be able to look at it. Right. You have to be very multiplied. Well, that's the thing with us. I mean, we. I was on Twitter, and the original creator of the show was on Twitter, and uh, you know we would use that as a platform. And then I would try doing like a fan flow with a, jeez, uh, what's the name of the company? Accent or something. Which, granted, they had to pay for that, but um, we would post content extremely just ex- uh, ex- you know just for that, um, which that was successful for the first I think six months, but then it died down. And then we had the Facebook fan page. Well, it first started with Facebook groups. And then they started making that you could do fan pages for anything. And then we went on to that because it's a little bit more accessible, I, I would say. So, uh, but yeah, I, it's so hard to, to just be a social... Do you have to deal with that with the web, with the newspaper now? or I mean, that's part of your thing is public relations as you... It, it, it's, it's funny. They're actually, uh, where I work, they're actually... You know what I mean? I don't think everybody's quite figured out. Uh, had a had a full use of social media sites at our place yet, but they're basically going to start. You know, that's going to become part of the job on top of everything else. You know, and it's difficult. Because it's not. It's not just like you're going and you're posting like, oh, check out our product here. You need to have a, a lively discussion with people and build relationships. And that could that could be a full time job as anyone who actually talks on Twitter and Facebook during work actually knows. You know, that's what they're doing. Jeez, yeah. That's uh, that's well, ouch. That did not hurt at all. Um, but yeah, that was... I mean, I think we, we covered all the bases. Uh, we, I mean, we tried talking about the one subject. Um, I know I'm going to think of like five movies as soon as we're done here. I'm going to post them in the comments. Yeah, no, you know what? That's a great... Look at that. See, that's a great, that's a great transition, Kevin. Because if you think of those ideas, you can comment us. But as I... You know, which started this last conversation anyway... There's plenty of ways to contact us. You can see so on our website. Um, or leave us voicemail, yada, yada, yada. Um, but uh, I, I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else you want to plug one more time? or uh, Just facebook.com. Check it out. 
All right. Well, Kevin, thank you very much for uh, helping us uh, helping us out, filling in for the show. We greatly appreciate. Yeah, hey, I'm happy to do it. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is every time I talk to you, we do a we talk on the phone or something, where we we catch up on MySpace or Facebook or Twitter or anything. It's always the same thing, which is we need to do a podcast again sometime. <laughs> or I come up with like 30 ideas we can do for a podcast, and then it never happens. But um, no, this this was fun, man. This is fun. It was great talking to you again. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, would, I would love to do it more often. If, uh, you know, if you're in need of a co-host. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely, man. Well, uh, John will be back next week. Thanks everyone for listening. Kevin, thank you as well. And until uh, next week, have a good one. You're up.